right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. Got a great uh, interview coming with Kamayu Johnson. You may have heard his name uh, in recent weeks. He was slated to tee it up on a sponsor's exemption at the Farmers Insurance. Uh, unfortunately, contracted COVID that week of the tournament which was heartbreaking. And his, his mom ended up contracting COVID as well, ended up in the hospital. He gives us an update on how she's doing. Uh, we, we recorded this about eight days ago as this comes out. So um, he is teeing it up this week at the AT&T Pebble Beach. Uh, he is also a sponsor's exemption into the Honda Classic in the coming weeks. Uh, I won't spoil too much of his story. He's going to tell you a lot of it. And it's a uh, a guy that I no one is going to have any trouble, you know, rooting for this guy in the coming weeks and some a story to follow as uh, the next few weeks unfold. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Wine Access for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, they've set up wineaccess.com slash NLU, which gives users 15% off their first three purchases on the website. Wine Access makes it easy for people to discover and enjoy the world's best wine through curation, content, perfect providence, and satisfaction guarantee. It's right there in the name. So Wine Access is your direct line to wines that are typically reserved for you know industry insiders, Michelin star restaurants. The best wines in the world are made in limited quantities, and finding them is the hard part, and that's what Wine Access does for you. The barrier usually isn't price on these objects. It's access. So they've got a new wine of the month concept as well, a program that we're uh, pumped to be doing with them this year. This month's wine is the Radio Silence. It's a 2018 Cabernet from the Napa Valley, uh, which of course has ties to this week's event in Monterey. The Wine Access team also has deep ties to the Napa Valley. And if you're if you're more interested on the Trap Draw podcast, uh, the boys are going to be doing a little deeper dive into the wine of the month. So again, wineaccess.com slash NLU for 15% off your first three purchases. Wineaccess.com slash NLU. Let's get to our interview with Kamayu Johnson. All right, so uh, I don't feel too bad. I can keep you pretty much as long as I want because I know you're kind of stuck in quarantine. How are you? Uh, how are you spending your time in quarantine? Ah, uh, man, just staying busy. I've actually Chris is keeping me busy. Um, he's got some some stuff lined, some interviews and, and Zoom calls lined up for me. So that's actually keeping me real busy, which is good. I'm not just sitting around the hotel and watching TV or something like that. I'm actually staying busy and talking to people, which is what I love to do. So. I don't wish COVID happened, but, you know, I could definitely be in worse places quarantining for sure. Well, you know, we got a lot to unpack, but I think first I want you to hopefully you can give us an update on how your mom is doing. You tweeted out that she was headed to the hospital, and I understand she's doing better, but could you give the listeners an update on that front? Yeah, man. Yeah, she uh, actually just texted me about an hour ago saying she was getting her stuff ready to leave the hospital. So that's a that's really good, really good to know, and um, just glad she's okay and and not you know healthy but you know just glad she's feeling a lot better well what an amazing roller coaster of the last couple weeks you know for you with so much anticipation i'm sure you found out i think in october of last year that you're going to be uh playing in the farmer's insurance open ton of anticipation you know not just from the golf world and i'm sure for you as well finding out you're testing positive for covid the week of the tournament what, what was that kind of roller coaster of emotions like? We're, we're going to get into how we all got there, but what's the last you know week or so been like? Uh, it's been absolutely described as a roller coaster. It's actually been crazy, man. I mean, it, from the time I was forced to withdraw 
from the tournament Tuesday to calling Chris for an hour crying, calling Jan for an hour crying. It was just absolutely devastating. And then from Friday, from Thursday to Friday on, it's absolutely been incredible. You know, my mom's getting better, you know, and stuff like that. So everything's leading in the right direction. You know, got the exemption, got the call from, from Ken about the exemption at Honda and then the call from Steve about the exemption at Pebble and then the corn Ferry exemption. It's just, you know, you know, it's just been incredible. I mean, Club Corp have actually reached out to me and, you know, they want me to be an ambassador for, you know, a program that they're starting with, you know, uh, black kids in their communities with memberships at their clubs. And, you know, they want, you know, it's just, it's been incredible, man. It's been incredible how many people have reached out to me and the support and the prayers and just everything has transpired in, in the past week. It's just been amazing, amazing, honestly. I was going to say, I know it had to be heartbreaking, but, you know, with all the good that has come out of it, you know, you mentioned those exemptions and everything. Is it, you know, I don't want to say, is are you are you for the better because this happened? But I guess is that a fair question? Do you feel that way? I mean, I you know, I, I am. I'm definitely, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and it's just God. I, I, it's not that it's like bigger plans. It's just, you know. You know, I, I still could have got a chance to play on the PGA Tour, but, you know, just the way I the way my story has just resonated and touched so many people, it's just been incredible. It's been life changing. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, it's touching, you know, CEOs of companies. It's just amazing to see. I mean, I mean, it's honestly I I, I couldn't imagine it, you know, ever, ever being like this. But it's you know, it's been a blessing in disguise. I, I can't tell you I can't tell you how much it's changed. Well, I, I gotta say, I love the video of uh, you know I, I forget if it's the PGA Tour that put that together or whatnot, but the, your reaction when you get the uh, exemption into the farmers, and I, I kind of want to know, you you finish it with like, all right, like time to get to work. So it's easy to see the emotion and kind of understand the emotion that comes with something like that. But what's your reaction from a competitive golf standpoint? As soon as you know you're going to be on display for the world to see on the PGA Tour. You know, what, what was your mindset like or, or what was your reaction from a competitive golf standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I you, first of all, it's feeling like you belong out here on the PGA Tour, first of all. And, you know, I feel like I belong. And and second of all, it's you, to feel like you belong, you have to put the work in. And in golf, you can't go out there and lie to yourself and fake it because you get in what you put out in this game. It just gave me some motivation to work even harder than I was working, you know, and 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 just giving, getting a shot on the PGA Tour is like once in a lifetime. So you want to be, you don't want to get out to the course and, and thinking about stuff you didn't do, or you want to just tackle the whole game and just have no second thoughts of the golf game when you're um, teeing up, teeing it up on Thursday on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it, you know what? It, now I'm thinking about it, it might not be the worst thing in the world if your first tour event is not at you know 7,700 yards, thick ankle deep rough like Tory Pines. Yeah, yeah, the Pebble. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. those courses, might, you know, like that's that is that's like that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at is you're gonna be like that is a tough 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 scenario to like make a debut in you know an event with that many great players in the field and all the that that attention on it I'm wondering if you feel you know just the fact that you almost had this kind of false false start on your first start if that kind of maybe will ease the pressure going into playing AT&T yeah yeah absolutely so I mean I had an interview the home Friday and the guy asked me you know you know how's the weather out there and I was like and I told him you know I would rather be in here than out there um, that's for sure. So, yeah. you know, teeing it up at Torrey, you know, 7,700, the weather was terrible. It was cold. You know, 
maybe you know that just not that's not what it was was planned out to be but i mean i it, it's it's you know i would definitely have loved to tee it up for sure you, anytime you get a chance to tee it up in a pga tour event and to represent you know the company that's that you're an ambassador for it's just you know it's incredible as well so you know we kind of you touched on a couple things already you know and i don't know where or how long this story uh takes for you to tell in your mind or where it starts but you know the golf world is starting to hear your story of how you got here and, and how you are going to be teeing it up in pga tour events and you know i've read a lot about it i'm sure a lot of people have but for, for some of our listeners it's the first time hearing your story so where does it start and how do how do you how did you end up in golf and how did you get here yeah yeah so um when i was 13 years old my my grandmother actually moved on to a golf course called Halliman Golf Course in Tallahassee, Florida. And at the time, I was a baseball player. We had My team had just won the, the Dizzy Dean World Series in 2006. I was, you know, really good baseball player, played, you know, played Cooperstown, played, you know, played everything, just travel ball, was on top travel ball teams. And, you know, I thought I was going to be in the play in the MLB one day because that's what I was, you know, on track to do um, at that time. At 14, I was, I went through a, like a tough time, tough, tough. I wasn't quite 14. I was like 13 going on 14. My grandmother had moved on to a golf course. I had just dropped out of school. I was depressed. You know, I had no reason to live. You know, my mom and I wasn't getting along. It was just just a terrible time. My dad wasn't there, you know. You know, my brother was, you know, it was, you know, getting an intention. And it was just, it was just, it wasn't a good time for me. My grandmother was, lived on Holloman Golf Course and the fourth hole and I was outside swinging my stick one day because I always sat on my balcony and just watching the golfers go by but you know never had access to the golf course and one day I literally just went down the stairs and picked up a stick and was swinging it and Jan Auger who was playing with you know her friends that day she drove the cart over and said you know what are you doing out here and I said just hanging out you know just minding my business and she said well I got something better for you to do so she sent me to the range with a bucket of nine a nine iron and a bucket of balls and she said you know uh, you can sit here and hit some range balls if you want. And I went upstairs and asked my grandmother and my grandmother said, yeah, that was fine. So I walked about 700 yards to the clubhouse and just kept coming back, kept coming back. And Jan August said, you know what, I'll charge you a dollar a day to play golf. And that was how I had access to the golf course. I had already dropped out of school. Um, I literally practiced golf from sun up to sundown. And I, you know, got better, got better, played, you know, these small junior tournaments around town, noticed my game progressing and volunteered at the golf course where Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger played and Chase Seifert played as well and gradually got better, just started hanging around people who were way better than me. And that's what kind of motivated me to get better. And then, you know, I moved to New York, caddied in New York to fund my golf career in the metropolitan section up there, one of the best sections in the world to play in. And then, caddied every day and then qualified for the U.S. Publix. You know, last year they had, I think it was in 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. And, you know, just gradually got better. And, and, and you know, I had so many, a village, so many people helping me to, to like just get to the next level or give me, you know, money here, money there. When insufficient funds happen, you know, people were just, you know, you know, handing me $200 here, passing a hat around a cigar lounge and stuff like that. Just really helping me to to just stay, just stay afloat. And then, and, you know, I caught the eye of the CEO of farmers and, you know, I became an ambassador for them uh, last year. And then, you know, the CEO of Cambridge came along and, and helped me as well. And I actually moved to Orlando before all of this, uh, moved to Orlando and slept on couches and, and never had my own place in Orlando, but just literally just stayed afloat. And, 
and and now I'm here today just you know just a just crazy crazy story but I mean it's I wouldn't change it it's been amazing honestly you know this all comes back to me for for opportunity the word you use there you know the Jan Auger kind of giving you the opportunity to, and access to a golf course you know to fund or not even fund to really just get you on a path to playing enough golf and competitive golf that ultimately leads you to you know being a professional golfer and it's something that is a a topic of discussion and I'm wondering kind of how you view the opportunities that are available for someone who's in your shoes at the ages of 13 and 14 you know let's pretend Jan Auger doesn't walk you know in, into your life do you feel like you have opportunity in the game of golf? And, and I, I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people that, have, you know, are in golf, it's not a secret, you know, they come from, oper- you know, great backgrounds and, and, you know, backgrounds that provided them opportunities. I'm one of those people as well. And I think it, it takes a lot of hearing a story like this to really fully grasp what people mean by opportunities not being available for people that are in similar shoes uh, to you. Is that, is that, do you see what I'm kind of getting at here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know where I would be if Jan Arger didn't walk up to me and give me the opportunity that she gave because I didn't have access. I mean, and even at Highland, Highland's a, a municipal golf course. And I mean, around there every day is 30 bucks, 35 bucks. I mean, that's the daily rate there. And that's, we're talking about a, a municipal golf course. So there's the access that, that, that kids that come from in my community, we just don't have. We, you know, I was very fortunate and blessed to meet a lady like Jan Auger. And if it wasn't for her, and if it wasn't for golf, and it wasn't for the golfing community in Tallahassee and the access that I had to the golf course and to meeting these these amazing people that came into my life and mentored me, then, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know where I would be, honestly. You know, I've always, you know, wanted to be great and, and, and wanted to be someone and and stuff like that, but it's just, you know, just, you got to have the opportunities to, to, to do that. How would you describe the way that golf is viewed in the African-American community? And, and a separate question from that, after years and years of experience in the golf community, how would you describe what it's like? And it, it, is that different than how it would typically be described in the African-American community? I mean, being, I, I think I've been playing golf for almost 14 years now. And when I was playing, when I was start, just starting to play golf or just starting to get serious around 16, 17, you know, people I used to ask me in the black community, like, you know, come on, what do you do? Like, I, I play golf. Like, you play golf. Like, what do you mean you play golf? Like, go, like nobody don't play golf. And, like, and, and then you, you, people find that you play golf. Man, this man playing golf, man. What? Are you serious? Like, stuff, just stuff like that. Like, you know. It's just because we don't know. I mean, my, you know, my my own family, you know, they just thought I was literally going out to play. Like, they didn't know I was taking golf as serious. Even up to the time I was, you know, 23, 24, 25, where I was, you know, a pretty, really good player, getting notoriety in the Metropolitan section, qualifying for the, the AM and everything. And, you know, my own family was just like, you're just going out there to play golf. Like, this, it ain't serious. You know what I'm saying? So it's just they don't they don't know it's because they just never had access it's always been like you know if they did have access it was just because they were working there or something you know and it's up until i would literally say i mean up until this year i mean the golf the golf industry was just that i mean it was just a white man's sport and it, it's just it was a rich sport we didn't we didn't know that we can play golf we didn't no one told us we can play golf and i was just so lucky and blessed that my grandmother just even moved on to a golf course and 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 I was able to play golf. It's just that just doesn't happen in in, in my community, and, and it's just 
and up until you know this year and all the 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 initiative that the the, the golfing world has taken the PGA Tour has taken such a great initiative 100 million dollars um towards charities and the PGA of America with the PGA works and everything they're doing in the first tee program but literally it's because like we start these programs in the first tee and, and and programs like that but it's bigger than starting the program it's literally like taking the kids and and literally showing because most of these kids need tough tough love and literally just making these kids showing them t- tough love and and because that's what Jan did for me she showed me tough love and that's when our relationship went to the next level and that's when my life went to the next level and it's it's not only creating these programs but actually putting hands on these programs and investing in these programs and investing in these kids lives and not just showing up to the program just to look good but literally taking these kids and showing them stuff they don't get to see at home. Like I was seeing nothing at home with what I used to see at the golf course and stuff like that. It was just, it just opened my eyes for so, for so much. And I mean, I'm from one of the poorest towns in Florida, Madison County. I mean, you know, it just literally took, took me from Madison County and in, Tal- in the, in the inner city in Tallahassee just, and it just opened my eyes to the world. And I just saw the world so much different when I started playing golf. And that's what the game allows you to do. A quick break here to check in with our friends at Original Penguin. You know them as the sponsor of Season 5 of Taurus Sauce at the Carolinas. I get a lot of questions on you know whatever I post on Instagram. Like, where's that hoodie from? Where are those sweatpants from? You don't even need to ask. I literally wear Original Penguin stuff every single day. Uh, I kind of, sort of feel bad about how many orders I send through to those guys. Kind of emails like, hey, can you send me this? But I also don't because I get enjoyment out of it every single day. It's great for on the golf course and everything in between. Uh, it, you can check out their Valentine's Day gift guide on OriginalPenguin.com. They've got a promo code NLU20 for 20% off your order. That promo code does expire uh, as of March 16th. Uh, but please go to OriginalPenguin.com, scroll around. Their, their jo- I, I got called out for claiming that my sweatpants were not joggers. I actually learned what joggers are through this process. I'm wearing them right now, and I wear them multiple times a week. They've got great short options, you know, both casual shorts, golf shorts, just lounging around the house shorts and t-shirts, dress shirts, suits that literally have whatever you might need. OriginalPenguin.com. Use promo code NLU20 at checkout for 20% off your order. Let's get back to Kamayu. People can conflate opportunity in the game of golf. It doesn't have to end with a career in professional golf. No. You know, there's... Yeah, go ahead. Take it from there then. What what do you see... What can people gain and gather from the game of golf you know just all they need is this opportunity right yeah absolutely. i'm not gonna say all they need they, they, there's a lot of things that are needed here um but one of them being an opportunity and what what can you what what can the game of golf give you even if it's not a game a, a career in it yeah i mean listen I, it can you can become a laureate i mean just anything it literally i mean everyone plays golf that's anybody First of it's all, connections. that's connections. Yeah. And you don't have to be on the PGA Tour to play golf. Like the APGA Tour, it's bigger than getting guys to the PGA Tour. It's getting guys in the, in the, in, into the golf industry, period. Like Doug Smith, you know, with executive at TrueSpec. Clay Myers just became, you know, the you know, PGA certified, you know. It's, and they used to play on the Advocates Tour. And, and, and Ken Bentley provided those, those uh, opportunities for them to be to become that, and when, I mean, when Kim Bentley refers you, I mean, it's it's coming highly recommended. So it's literally, you know, it's getting us in the golf industry. Yes, we want to get guys on the PGA Tour, but we also want to get guys in the industry as well. Because when kids from our community see guys 
and and they see guys that look like them, it just goes to show it's like, man, I can really do that as well. That's that's I can do that. Why why can I do that? If he can do it, why can I do it? I, and I think that the golfing industry is definitely moving in that direction. And, and it's I mean, it's amazing to see in my lifetime what this game's going to look like in, in over the next 10, 20 years. It's just going to absolutely be incredible. Hopefully, yeah, that answers my next question. Was just you know whether or not you see progress in the opportunities that are presented for minorities in the game. And I I, I want to you know contrasting this with what has gone on in our country in the last eight months or so, at least following the the death of the, should I say, the murder of George Floyd, it has opened up this conversation again about race in America. Yeah. And it has, it, it has honestly taught me a lot. And it, it, I did not think I needed to learn. Mm. Okay. If, I hope that makes sense. Absolutely. I felt like very, very comfortable with where I stood on racial issues and everything. And, you know, the conversation that was started and, and you know, emphasized at that point made me reflect on a lot of other things and see things very differently uh, in all aspects of life, not just in golf. And I'm wondering if you even see from that moment on or those those conversations that came up as a result, you know, I, that I, I remember being the most strong in June of last year. Do you see that having even more of an impact on the game of golf specifically? I think so. I really, I really do. I mean, with the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I mean, we America was at home. I mean, they, they, they were on their couches. They saw that firsthand not that it hasn't always been going on but to see somebody get murdered on your national television by someone that's supposed to be protecting us i mean if 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 that doesn't open your eyes and you 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 just your eyes will never be open and i think that the golfing industry is, is is taking a hold of that as well it's like you know we need to give these kids opportunities they deserve opportunities just like anybody else i mean you know, it's just, but it's amazing to see. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely changing in the golfing world. I think it definitely had a very, very huge impact on the golfing industry with, with, you know, the way Cam Champ handled it. I mean, I think he handled it as amazing. I think that's what you, that that's what you do. You educate people. You don't push it on people. You educate them and to, and just to, to see. And that's why it's just so important for like, you know, myself to just carry myself well and, and speak well, because it gives kids, you know, to chance to see it. it's just like, man, I can, I can do the same thing he's doing. Like I can, I can get in the golf industry. I don't have to make it to the PGA tour, but I can make a change. And the, and, I, and I think that the golf industry is, is, is definitely headed in the right direction. It's just, it's, it's good to see. Yeah. And my, my oldest thing with golf is always, you know, for anyone, it's like, this is a, a game for life. Football yeah. is not a game for life. You, Absolutely. you do not have many 45, 50 year old people of any race playing football recreationally anymore, but golf, you can do that. And so it's just, just getting clubs in people's hands and providing opportunities is something that, uh, you know, I think, I think the golf world is on the right path. It just seems to be taking quite, quite a considerable period of time, but Let's back up a little bit and let's talk about the APGA, uh, how you got involved with it, what it, what its mission is, how you end up playing on that tour. And I want to hear uh, basically everything you got to say about it. Well, first of all, the initiative is to to get more, bring more diversity to the game of golf. And and obviously we know, you and I for sure know that, you know, that's what the golfing industry needs. It needs more brown faces on the PGA Tour in the golfing industry, period. So the APGA Tour literally just give us a platform to showcase our talents. And, you know, if it wasn't for the PJ tour, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, ha- I wouldn't have became a, you know, farmer's brand ambassador or anything like that. I wouldn't have met Jeff Daly, the CEO. I wouldn't have had a chance to play Tory Pines or anything like that last year when we came here and, and, and win the tour championship on the APJ tour and get a, you know, a, exemption into the farmer's insurance open. So what it, what that tour does is it, 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 it's, it's for us to showcase our talents. I mean, and I got started 
uh, Planet Tour uh, three years ago. Um, you know, I, ha- I had just met Willie Mack and, and Clay Myers and all those guys. They were in Orlando, and, 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 you know, they told me about the APJ Tour. And I showed up at, at Rogers Park, um, a, a, a municipal golf course in Tampa where it has a lot of history as well with, you know, the black guys gambling and, 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 and making their own games and stuff like that. So to go from you know, municipal golf courses to, to plan championship style golf courses that we get, we're playing, we went from playing three, the APJ was, was founded in, uh, 10 years ago. They had three events and it goes from playing three events to 13 events in 11 years. And, you know, we're playing Valhalla, we're playing five PGA tour tracks. I mean, it's just amazing to see what Ken Bentley has done for the P- APJ tour. And I mean, uh, the whole APJ staff, you know, uh, you know, Adrian Stills, Michael Cooper, Cole Smith, you know, whatever we need. So like if it's like, for instance, you know, a couple of years ago when I was struggling really, really bad and I couldn't even afford to get to an APJ tour event, you know, those guys provided, you know, me to get there and then, you know, they pay for my uh, entry fee. And you, you don't see tournament directors doing that anywhere. That just doesn't happen. So they, they really want us to see us succeed and, and they're doing whatever it takes to, for that. And I, you know, and I can't commend those guys. They have regular jobs as well and they still take time and, to grow the game and they really want to see, you know, us in the golf and the industry. And that's, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see. So uh, I'm, I'm not as familiar with the APGA as I probably should be. And, you know, in learning about it the last couple of weeks or, you know, trying to expand my understanding of it. So I, I'm guessing I'm not the only person that was, you know, has learned about it. And you know, there's an interview with the winner of the event in San Diego this past week it was Landon Lyons. I, I couldn't help but notice he was white. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it stuck out to me when that happened. But, you know, I was talking with Chris Reimer, who's our kind of liaison that we worked to arrange this interview, and he, you had a great perspective on that. So kind of get, it's not a tour that's limited only to minorities. I'm wondering if you got to speak to what the, what the you know, the competitive landscape, uh, you know, the diversity looks like on the APGA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the APGA is not trying to do what golf did to minorities and 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 people of color back in the day. That's not what that tour is. It's not to keep Landon and I are great friends. Landon's been playing the tour since, you know, day one, not, you know, six, seven years. He's been there from day one. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's literally playing better. I mean, you, you, you can't look at someone and say, you know, you play, you, you, you're, you're not supposed to be here because you're white, but I mean, the APJ tour is for minority golfers and black golfers to, to showcase their talent. And, I enjoyed seeing Landon win. Landon's been a, a good friend of mine, and 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 I think that the APJ Tour really loved to see Landon win. It was it was not it was I I didn't hear anything about you know criticism or anything, but it's just I mean, it's golf at the end of the day, and it's all about playing well. And 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 if you want to win, you you play well, you play better. Yeah, I I, I don't think I even saw criticism in relation yeah. to it. I was just yeah. it was more of a it it helped me understand a lot more about you know what the landscape was like out there and. Yeah, I, I was curious if, if, you know, minorities were seeing like, hey, you know, this is a cynical view of it, but hey, you guys have all these other opportunities in so many other places and we don't, why are, you know, how are you competing out here with us? But that was not, definitely not the case. Yeah, and yeah. I was just I, hoping to get your perspective I, I mean, on that. of course, you know, you want to see, it's a, it's a, it's a tour to create more, more diversity. So you want to see, you know, more of, of minorities and people of color out there, but you don't. You know, you can't exclude people out. I mean, it's it's you know, it's a tour for to create diversity, but at the same time, I mean, you know, like I said, the, the APJ tour has sixty memberships and most of those are filled by African Americans, which and that's good to see. I mean that you you haven't always seen that. So that's just a good thing to look at, you know, 
they have 60 memberships. And I think 52 or three of those are filled with African-American golfers. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's really good for the tour. And I think it's really good for the, the golfing industry in the game of golf. Well, let's hear some details about, you know, some of the, uh, the success you've had there, out there. And I'm going to, this is always the hardest part because I always try to ask people to brag on themselves and they're not very good. You know, they get pretty bashful, but there's some trophies that have been lifted and, you know, kind of who are the, who are your, I don't want to say rivals out there, but some of the people you're competing with, you know, or some of the top players on the APGA tour and kind of talk about, uh, some of the success you've had out there. Yeah. I mean, I think I had, I think I had seven top five finishes last year. I think I didn't finish outside the top five in one event or something like that. Um, so I had a pretty good year on the APJ tour or top six or something like that. But I mean, if you're beating Willie Mack and you're beating Tim O'Neill and you're beating Land- Landon Lyons and Brad Adamanis and Kevin Hall, you're doing a really good job. I mean, those guys can flat out play. So it's it's what what's fun about it is you know how we how we have you know the the APJ tour championship every year. So everybody's trying to peak. For the AP, everybody's trying to have a consistent year, you know, leading up to that. Because if you're in the top five of that going into the year, you have a definitely chance of winning the money list and, and you know, getting, you know, you know, Lex is just partnered with the, I mean, they haven't, they've been a long time partner, but, you know, you, Tim O'Neill gets a, gets a uh, one year lease on a Lexus if he wins a tour, he won a tour championship last year. So he got a one year lease on a Lexus. So it's just fun that competitive and, 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 you know, we can we can play for something out there and, and see the same guys week in and week out, week out trying to do the same thing. It's just fun. It's fun, real fun to see. Yeah. One of the hurdles, you know, huge hurdles in, you know, getting people into the game of golf is, you know, and we kind of touched on a little bit of this earlier, but equipment. And that's not just access to golf courses, but equipment. And it's expensive. It's expensive to replace golf balls. How do you go about getting your equipment? And from what I understand, it has been a uh, it, that has recently changed, but for the most part, it's been a equipment has not been readily avail- available to you uh, until somewhat very recently. I'm wondering you could talk about that process. Yeah, I mean, I I, I used to literally guess, um, you know, you know, just play something until it until it feels good. Um, I was getting clubs off the racks and and wasn't really couldn't afford it. I mean, literally couldn't afford golf clubs i mean all leading up into this year i recently you know got tireless which is amazing i've always wanted to be a you know a, a tireless player i love everything about the company um the way it looks the classic look i mean it's just everything i've ever wanted so it's just amazing to see stuff like that happening but yeah before then i was you know buying clubs off the rack <laughs> and never been fitted until you know this year so um, I mean, it's it's just that expensive. You just can't can't really afford it. I mean, you, it's it's one thing playing in golf tournaments, but having to buy equipment and and everything as well is you know just a whole complete you know game changer. From a sponsorship standpoint, how much is that a game changer in terms of uh, an unknown? I guess an un emphasized part of professional golf journey is just the be, being able to make a schedule, right? And not living week to week in terms of what you're going to be playing in, what you can afford to travel to, what you can be doing. How has that changed for you kind of with some of the sponsorships that help that you've had in the last year or so? What does that do in terms, how does that help you compete on the golf course, I should say? Well, just being able to know what you're going to play in. And, right. and, and yeah, like just being able to have everything scheduled, you know, flights, hotel, you know, knowing you're, you're like, I've been to tournaments and played the practice round, not having an entry fee, you know, so just being able to, to know you're going to play a full schedule, know you can play whenever you want, honestly, notice that you can like, you know, just even if the tournament's not on your schedule, it's like, oh, I mean, I feel like playing today, like tournaments in Orlando where I'm at, it's like, oh, I feel like playing today. So going out and playing, 
and going out and play one day events, you know, just stuff that could play, stay competitive and travel and stuff like that's important because I think, you know, that's how I get into rhythm in tournaments and start to play great is when I'm playing a lot um, week in and week out. And I think that's just, that, you know, having sponsors like Farmers and Cambridge and, 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 and Club Corp, it's just going to allow me to, to be able to just make a full schedule, play as much as I want, whenever I want, wherever I want. And that just goes a long way in the game of golf. I mean, you have to be competitive week in and week out. Gosh, I keep going back to this opportunity word that seems to, you know, kind of permeate through every every uh, corner of this conversation as we continue to have it. I, I, I have a quote from you. I forget where I got this from, but it says, you know, they're really good players on the APGA Tour that if they got more opportunities, they could play on the PGA Tour. People don't understand how much it takes to get through Q school and everything. It's a lot of money. So what it, when you say people don't understand, I, I've, I'm getting a sense of, of what that's like, but I'm probably I'm sure I still don't even fully understand what those costs look like. So I'm wondering if you could kind of you know when you say people don't understand that, what do you what do you mean? I mean, well, I mean, just starting at something, let's say Canadian Q school. Okay, Canadian Q school is twenty five hundred dollars, not including travel. You know, and then if you qualify, you know, that's forty thousand dollars. You got you're going to need to travel around Canada for that summer. And then, you know, let's say we're talking about Corn Ferry Q School. I mean, that's that's $6,000 if you make it past pre-qualifying. It's another $7,000 to travel from first stage all the way to, to the finals. I mean, it's just, it, it's really expensive. You know, I, I remember coming up, living in Orlando, and my friends used to be like, come on, you, you got the game, go to Q School. I'm like, dude, I can't afford to go to Q School. I'm just trying to play mini tour events to stay afloat. It's expensive, man. It's And it's literally opportunities, like, you know, and I think that if the PGA Tour and, and other companies just really, you know, give us the opportunity to showcase our talents, I guarantee you see more of us out here. But at the end of the day, when they do, you know, give us these opportunities, we need to be prepared and ready for um, uh, to play on these kind of golf courses and to play at the highest level. We need to be prepared and we need to show them that we can do it. And that just goes to show you back to the APGA Tour, it's just, you know, b- being able to play courses like Valhalla, the PGA Tour courses, TPC Summerlin and stuff like that, you know, that goes to show you what the APGA Tour is trying to prepare us for, because they know if we get these opportunities that we need to be ready and to go when the opportunities present themselves. Let's let's play a hypothetical game. Let's go fast forward a year from now. Uh, where where would you have to be in your career that you would say like I, I'm I'm very pleased with the path I'm on. I'm not saying you have to be at your final destination a year from now, but you, you finish the sentence. If I am blank at this point next year, I'm going to be pretty satisfied. What's your answer to that? I mean, if 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 I'm on the PGA Tour this year, I'll be really satisfied. I mean, it, it, it's. I don't like to look at the destination. I want to look at the journey and, and everything. I just want to become literally the best me I can be on and off the golf course. And if I can do that, I know I can get to the PGA Tour. And whether that happens a year from now, two years from now, or or this year, or whenever, I, you know, I, I want to see myself on the PGA Tour. That's the end goal. Um, because I think it. I think if I can get on the PGA Tour and kids can see me on the PGA Tour, that could just change the game of golf so much. And I think that just, you know, it could just – put exclamation marks on my story and just really, really, you know, change lives and, and change the game of golf. So I think, you know, I want to see myself on the PGA tour and I, and I, and I know that I have so many supporters that want to see the same thing as well. Were there any, was there anyone that, you know, you, you mentioned there just kids seeing you out on the PGA tour. Was there anyone you saw on TV, you know, saw out there in golf that, you know, that gave you kind of the encouragement? I mean, the easy answer there would I think be tiger, but how much did that have an effect on you? 
I mean, I coming up, I mean, you know, I, I didn't start playing golf until, you know, old like oh six, oh like oh seven. So I'd never seen Tiger beat Tiger. I've I've just had people in my life that was always better than me. And 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 they weren't necessarily, you know, black, you know, black golfers, but you know, I've never been motivated by like um the skin color. I've been motivated by somebody that I wanted that I saw and wanted to be great just like them. I mean, um, you know, I I've had guys that in my hometown like legends that nobody has ever heard of, like, you know, guys that shoot fifty nine that, you know, black guys that used to gamble and, and, and stuff like that back in Tallahassee. But, you know, I, I just wanted to be the best. I'm not honest. I just wanted to continue to be great and continue to surround myself with people that were great. And that's what motivated me to get to, to this point in my life. So what's your, if people that haven't seen you play, myself included, what, what's your game like? Are you a bomber? You a fader? You a drawer? Great putter? What do you, and what do you need to, you know, what's the next frontier? What do you need to improve upon really to take your game to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty straight driver. I mean, I my, I mean, if I really pipe one, it, you know, it's 310, 315, I can get it out there 330, something like that. But that's just not my, it's not my consistent, you know, move at it. You know, I hit it, you know, 310 down the middle. Little left to right fade on the average. I'm, I know I'm averaging 300, 305, something like that. And you know, if in order to get my game to the next level, I just need to keep improving on my iron game and my in my inside 100 yards and just improve on the short game. You can always improve on the short game and the wedges and, and the putter. Um, but just continue to get better around that because I drive it straight. I, you won't ever see me, you know, not ever, but you know, not often that I, my balls offline or or headed out of bounds or something like that it's it's usually a you know a little left to right fade right down the middle my, my coach always says you know he, he always say 80 percent of the tour draws it 20 percent of the tour wins so uh, um that is, faders eat fillets man that exactly so that goes a long way in my golf game and that's what you know that's my motto and you know if i can continue to just get better with my iron game and my wedges i, I you know I'll, I'll be definitely a you know a player on the pj tour for sure I've been amazed at, uh, I've gotten, I've been fortunate enough to play with a lot of people in recent years that are a lot, a lot, a lot better than me. And I'm amazed at how many different ways there are to do it in terms, and you know, different ways to learn what they're better at than you are. What kind of experience have you had in that? Who have you played with that is just, you know, you immediately are like, wow, that person's better than me and I need to do it exactly like that. I think you need to see it up close and personal to yeah. really fully yeah. grasp what that looks like. I'm wondering what uh, what experiences you've had like that. I mean, I saw it like early, like 18, 19 years old. I saw it. I saw Brooks Kepka. I saw Chase Seifert. I saw Daniel Bergen. I was like, damn, I'm, uh, I need to get better. I was like, this if if I continue to play like I'm playing and these guys continue to play like they're playing, they will be on the PGA tour and I will not. So it was just stuff like that. It was, it was seeing those guys, you know, go out. Like I remember the, one of the last times I played with Brooks Kepke, this was when he was a, he was a winner on a challenge tour. Um, we used to work with uh, Harold Vandelau. He's a, he was a psychologist for the Florida state women's and men's golf team. And we went out and played five holes at, at uh, Don Veller Seminole golf course. And I think Brooks made five in a row. Um, and and I would meet like okay, uh, I need to get better. So I just really picked uh, Kepka's brain. I mean, I I was like, you know, I I went up, I was talking to him, and we were talking around. I was like, dude, what do you need to improve on to get on the PJ Tour, to be a good player on the PJ Tour? And he said, man, if I can improve my short game, and if I can improve my iron game, I, I will be one of the top players on the PJ Tour. And let's just say, I think he did improve. His whole golf game, which was amazing to see his progress when he was a college player to now, and, and even Daniel Berger um, and, and Chase Seifert as well. But all of those guys were on the PJ Tour, and it was just fun to see their journey and how they got there. 
Yeah, it's it's always interesting to me how it, it's it's so much. I hate to, I hate to generalize it with consistency, but it's how infrequent those the mistakes are that these guys make. Absolutely, you know, it, it's it's not about how good your good shots are. It's how good your average shots are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Do you feel that? At yeah, all? it's about your yeah. misses. This is a game of misses for sure. If you can miss it good, you're gonna play. You're gonna play good. I struggle so much with understanding how at the top top level you almost approach this limit right of how how good people can be at golf and how you consistently outperform so many other people that are also great at it you know what i mean i can cuz there's there's so many such a volume of people you know in professional golf that have talent to you know be as good as other players but getting to the point where you're consistently beating all the other ones is like the part that I just still can't wrap my head around. I don't know if I have a question related to that or if you have any perspective on that. I mean, yeah, just to be good consistently for, I mean, and that's the thing about people. I don't, I don't think people should be comparing anybody to Tiger. Oh, never. I mean, you know, in, in the golfing world, you, you get, sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, a kid playing good for, you know, a year or, or, or this. Tiger played good for so long. To win week in and week out on the PGA Tour nowadays, that's just you're just not going to do it. I mean, the talent is so good. I hear anybody can win week in and week out, and it's just it's so competitive. But that's the good thing about it is that it's it's such a competitive, and, and you're doing so many things to be great. To win week in and week out, I mean, even what Dustin Johnson's doing, I mean, it's amazing. He's won what every year he's been on tour. I think he's won twice every year or something like that. It's just, it's just crazy. It, it's it's I mean, it's hard to win, and and to do it consistently, it's I mean, it's unheard of, you know, these days. Have you talked with Willie Mack about his experience at, at the Farmers? You know, who he was, he yeah. was uh, given the exemption in your spot. What, what's that conversation been like? Yeah, yeah. Willie and I talk often, actually. Um, he actually just played. He went over to play Riv yesterday um, to get ready for the Genesis. Yeah, he just said, you know, if he could have drove it better. I mean, his iron game was, he said it was pretty good. He said he just drove it trash. And Willie's a good driver of the golf ball, actually. And to see him, hear him say that was, you know, a bit surprising, but you know, Willie's going to do great things, man. He's, let me tell you, I played with him in a golf tournament before we came over here and just to see the the way he ball struck the ball that last day. I mean, he shot seven under the last round and just to see the way he ball strike the golf course was, was, was good to see. And it was fun to, fun to watch. And so he's going to do great things, man. It's just, like I said, it's just opportunities, man. It's just us getting opportunities to, to showcase our talents, like exemptions and stuff like that. I think we're well, we're deserving of them. I mean, I'm, you're not just putting us out here just to just for the PJ Tour and sponsors to look good. You know, we got to play well at, at the end of the day, and I think I think we're very very capable of that. We just need the opportunities to to present themselves, and I think for sure you'll see more guys on the PJ Tour. Yeah, there's that's you know we make this point a lot, but there's many tour guys out there all over the country, all over the world that can step up and top ten in a PGA Tour event in a good Absolutely. week. Absolutely, like, their good is that good. Yeah, it's just it's you know tap, obviously there's a million different things to deal with when it comes to competing on the PGA Tour, but you know that that cap like the, getting the journey to getting there is so freaking difficult that you know it is just about having the opportunities and seizing the opportunities. I mean. You, 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 that was extremely well said there, and it, 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 everyone has this confidence, right? I mean, you know, you could you could tee it up with four PGA Tour players tomorrow, and you could be the low man in the group like easily. That's not that's not even that's not even far fetched, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think you know a lot of people like to say you know it's harder to get out here than it is to stay out stay out here, and that and I truly believe that. There's been guys out here for ten years that you never even heard of, you know. 
So it's just it's about the opportunity of getting out here. And and I think there that if we can get out here, we can definitely stay out here. And 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 then I think that'll change the golfing world and, and, and it changed the way, you know, my community sees golf for sure. It'll just be an amazing to see in, in, in my lifetime. I you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad I'm one of the good players that can have a chance to make it on the PJ tour because, you know, I, I love that and I love that for, you know, my community. I love that for the golfing world and I think that it's gonna happen here soon. If I may say, you know, when I was in high school, listen, I got made fun of for being on the golf team too. So that's right, that's, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> golf was not cool all around. No, let's, no. Let's, just, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, so, all right. What you know, you have the, the two PJ Tour events coming up. Let's say you get, I don't know what what uh, what you have in the works or whatever, but you get to, you know, hypothetically, you get to seek some people out for some practice rounds. Who who would you want to seek out? Who do you have relationships with out there, or you know, who are people you're you're dying to, to pick their brain for a few holes at at these places? Oh man, I know there's going to be a million of them, but I, I <laughs> yeah, don't know if you have any I mean, leads or anything. I mean, I mean, I would love to pick, you know, JT's wedge game. I would love to play with, you know, Cameron Champ. I would love to play with Tony Fee now. I would, I, you know, I would love to play with, I like, you know, I'm like I said, if I can get my wedge game better and JT struggled with his wedge game when he first came out on the PJ Tour. Now he's one of the best, most, I mean, it's so, I got videos saved on my phone of JT, you know, wedge game. And, and me, my buddy Keith Green and I talk about it all the time. It's like, man, that kid wedge game is amazing. And I, and I would love to pick his brain about like what he went about, you know, getting his wedge game better. Um, well, I'll so tell I, you, uh, that just to answer that one specifically, there's a great podcast he did, uh, the Earn Your Edge podcast, and he talks about how he does trackman stuff with his wedges, uh, and it, uh-huh. it honestly kind of messed my wedge game up a little bit, because he started talking about stuff I'd never even thought of in terms of, you know, cut spin on a lob wedge versus draw spin on the 56, and how he gets yeah. it to 72 yards instead of 75 yards, and all that stuff, and it will probably make a lot more sense at your level than it did to me, but it was just kind of fascinating on getting on there to get spin rates and stuff like that and how he thinks about it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great insight into what it takes to compete at that level. Yeah, man. And I think if I can just, you know, hang around him or just practice around him, I think that that'll go a long way in my golf game for sure. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, we're going to let you go. Um, or if you want, I mean, if we need, if you need to keep going just to help pass the time, we're happy to do that too. But I think, uh, (laughs) We really, really appreciate your insight. We're, you know, we're stoked to see, uh, you know, your PGA Tour career here start here in the next couple months, and we'll be following it closely. I know the listeners will greatly appreciate you uh, sharing your story, and uh, we'll definitely be, we'll all be rooting for you here in the coming months and uh, coming years. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Thanks for the support, and I just want to say thanks for the support I'm getting from everybody and the prayers for my mom and family. You know, my family really appreciate it, and, and thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Really enjoyed Cheers. It. Thank you. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.